up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you live once more for the second time here in Mobile. It is starting to come to an end. Trees' flight um, takes off in less than a couple hours as he's getting ready to leave for the airport. So, lots of stuff to talk about. We have enjoyed every moment of the Senior Bowl. But, man, there's been some news floating around the NFL. There was some stuff we didn't get to last time as we were just so excited that we sped through the episode and then realized kind of the next day of, we really didn't talk about as much as we probably should have. We're just that excited. But here we are. And once again, man, it's awesome. It's awesome to be doing this with you live. Yeah, man, it's a good time. Uh, you're right. We we did speed through the last one, which, hey, it happens from time to time. But we got all the news for you guys this episode. And we got a lot of day two information as well from the Senior Bowl. Absolutely. But first off, let's go ahead and get into the NFC Championship game, the Speaking of topics that we didn't get into, we spoke about the AFC Championship game. We completely overlooked the beating that the Packers took in the NFC Championship game. The 49ers were able to just run the ball all game. Jimmy Garoppolo hardly had to throw, and when he did, it was just don't mess it up and give it to them. So he Jimmy did what his role was asked of him, and then the rest of the 49ers, man, that offensive line and those running backs just stepped up and just stepped up and owned the game as well as their defense. Yeah, we, we were talking during the game a little bit, and, I mean, they just bullied the the Packers' defense. Like, that's a, really what it came down to. They really attacked those defensive ends, which and or outside linebackers, what do you want to call them? Uh, we talked about them highly the week before about how, hey, these two could be causing havoc for Jimmy G. And, I mean, Shanahan just showed why he's the mastermind and really just said, hey, this is their weakness. Let's not – in passing situations to give them, you know, pin their ears back and come after our quarterback. Let's just attack them through the running game. Exactly. Um, and I think next week what we're going to do, since we only have one game and it's quite different uh, from what our normal schedule has been, but I think we're just going to do a huge preview episode of the Super Bowl, of course, with other news, um, probably filled with just stats and information for both teams and what's successful and what's not. And just kind of the trend of what they've been following this point into the season through the playoffs into the big game in Miami. So that's something to look forward to if you are excited for this Super Bowl matchup like I am. Um, you call it whatever you want, the Joe Montana Super Bowl, the Matt Miller Super Bowl, just the Super Bowl 54, whatever you're calling it, it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next topic here. Antonio Brown. News comes out earlier in the week that there's a warrant out for his arrest. Um, yesterday evening, he eventually comes out and goes, I'm just going to turn myself in, gets put in for a $100,000 bail that gets paid. Um, but I believe he also has to give up any guns or drugs that he has in his house. And then he has to have a mental health test. So a lot of steps are being taken to kind of get him cleared and taken care of. But this is just going to come to a point of he has to make that decision for himself. And he has to want it because if he doesn't, it doesn't matter what anyone else does to try and help him. Absolutely. We talked about this at the bar last night when kind of all this news was breaking about how sad it really was from how high he was even a year ago, two years ago. And now just whatever's going through in his brain and all that, it's, it's sad to see. But as long as he's getting help, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. So that's what you can hope for, for as a fan and just as a human. You never want somebody to go through that, especially when you used to see, like, how happy and playful he was. Uh, yeah, it's sad to see, but hopefully he does get the help that he needs. And, I mean, we'll see, right? Uh, hopefully we don't have another explosion on Twitter and 
24, 48 hours, which has kind of been his trend the last basically year, six months, where it's like, hey, he looks like he's taking a step in the right direction, and then it's two steps back within 48 hours. Exactly. And, Trace, this is something we said last night as well. Um, it's crazy to see a play happen, and you can probably direct the past results or the actions that have been taking place since then. And we're talking about that Vontez perfect hit to Antonio Brown's head, crossing the middle. It seems as if that's been the hit that's kind of just re-triggered a different mindset from Antonio Brown on everything in life. Yeah, it really is. So we'll see how it goes, though. Uh, I mean, only time will tell. We don't want to speculate anything. So we'll we'll just keep everybody updated as uh, other news breaks. Um, Ex- other breaking news we can do is Eli Manning retiring. Uh, today, Friday, uh, is actually the official day that he is retiring. The news did break about two days ago, about 48 hours ago. But uh, today is his official press conference for it. Uh, really good career. Uh, I mean, it would be interesting what we'd all be saying if he didn't have even one of those Super Bowls that uh, the defense really did help him on. I don't want to give it all to the defense because he made some fantastic plays, both of those games in fourth quarters, really stepping up. Uh, We give credit to other quarterbacks for fourth quarter comebacks and drives. Uh, We need to do it for him as well because he he was very good uh, earlier in his career. But, uh, I mean, overall, we've had this discussion offline multiple times of like, what qualifies a as a Hall of Fame type quarterback? I mean, we've talked about guys that don't have two Super Bowl wins and if they qualified or not. So uh, he's a very interesting on that standpoint. Absolutely, uh, a great career for Eli Manning. You hate to see the way that it ended um, with him losing a starting streak and then eventually bringing him back and then going through a year after dra- drafting Daniel Jones. So it's just been kind of a whirlwind for him. So it's nice to know that he can just have some peace um, and do whatever he wants during retirement and wish him all the best and, you know, in any endeavor that he partakes in from here. Let's go ahead and get into some actual hirings, though, in the NFL. Jay Gruden, as called by Justin Treese, you know, yours truly here, Jay Gruden, the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I was super excited about it. Obviously, we were at dinner uh, when this news broke, and it was a, I was ecstatic because, we, we again, we talked about it the day before we came to Mobile, maybe two days before, where I was like, hey, I think that Jay Gruden would be a really good fit with Gardner Minshew. Uh, with them letting go of DeFilippo, it was, to me, that's a very clear sign that they are moving on from Nick Foles as the starting quarterback to start the year. Uh, Filippo came in only because he was familiar with Foles. Like, that's the only reason he was there. If he wanted to leave, he could leave. Um, It's not going to happen, but again, he is now with Matt Nagy in Chicago. Both of those guys know Nick Foles very well. Sure would be nice if uh, we could just throw uh, Nick Foles over there, maybe a couple draft picks, do a Brock Osweiler-type trade just to get that contract off the books. I mean, I would really enjoy that, but very doubtful at this point especially with how they've already announced that they're sticking with uh trubisky and all that so we'll see there but for jay gruden i just think that he can do very well with a quarterback like Minshew that can move around a little bit the wide receivers are very similar to what he had in washington 
So I'm excited to see what he can do with DJ Chark. We've talked about it multiple times. I still think the Jags need to get another wide receiver. I, you know, I kind of think D.D. Westbrook is just a guy. I don't think he's anything special, but he's a, he's a good number three guy. Guy in the slot, tough guy that can make some catches. I like that. Uh, Chris Conley, I kind of just think he's a number four wide receiver on a team. I don't like him as the number two there. So they really do need somebody opposite of DJ Chark. So hopefully in that second round uh, this year, they can pull a trigger and get another guy. Absolutely. And then another hiring, Gary Kubiak, going to Minnesota as their offensive coordinator. Trees, you kind of had some initial thoughts on this when we talked about it before hopping on to do this. And then I was like, yo, I almost just like didn't respond. Just because to save it for the pod. So let's hear your thoughts and kind of what Treese is thinking here on this hiring for Kubiak to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sure Minnesota fans are just happy that Kubiak's now just the official OC. He had a, you know, he was always in the game plans and all of that earlier, th- or this entire year, I should say. And I mean, everybody kind of knew that. And so now that he can just be the guy, I'm sure as a Vikings fan, you got to be very excited. Uh, you got to hope that the health situation can stay under control, though. That is why he stepped down from Denver. So that's always a concern there. But rather than being like an offensive advisor, he's now the OC. I think that the way he runs an offense is perfect for Dalvin Cook, as you could see this year. Dalvin Cook exploded. Uh, once he's healthy, he's very good. You obviously have the two stud wide receivers. I'm still a fan of Herb Smith in this offense. I think that next year he's going to really explode into it. I know they have a Kyle Rudolph. He had a very good year, obviously the big catch against the Vi- or sorry against the Saints. But I think that the athleticism of Herb Smith will be a factor in next year's season for them. I would completely agree with that. It's going to be an exciting time for the Minnesota Vikings, um, kind of moving forward after the disappointing playoff loss. Let's see what you got this next year, especially in that division. Moving on to some other news. The Raiders are officially the Las Vegas Raiders. Their stadium is getting some rewiring, some electrical work for the roof so they can get that fixed. And then from there, baby, the Death Star is looking pretty fucking sharp in the desert in Vegas. Exciting, very, very, very exciting times for the Oakland Raiders right now as they are transitioning and honestly just into a new chapter and era of their lives. Uh, from the head coach, I mean, all the way down from the owner Davis to the freaking worst player on the team. Like, all these guys are getting a big change, and it could potentially help them out all a lot since they're so young and transitioning into this phase of their lives and and this organization once more that I'm excited for them. I can't wait to see what they do. And I'm not just saying this as, like, a Chiefs fan being – Oh yeah, I hope they're all right, so they can the Chiefs can beat them even more when they're good. It's just I really do hope the Raiders are good because when the Raiders are good, it's good for the NFL. They're one of those prolific franchises that's a, a massive fan base for. I would it's good times for the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. I actually thought it was a little bit of weird timing when they the NFL officially announced that on Twitter. I I started getting the feeling that. Uh, if they were going to do it, they would do it the night before the Super Bowl during the big award ceremony. Like, just start off the award ceremony with, hey, everybody, new year coming up. Here's the here's the Raiders. They're moving to Vegas. And, you know, do some big announcement there. But, I mean, that's the NFL for you. They can kind of do anything they want when they want because uh, it's going to be big news either way. Absolutely. And let's just stay in Vegas. The NFL draft is in Vegas the NFL announced their podium, how they're going to do this. 
Usually a player gets announced. They walk up from behind the stage onto the stage and they give a hug and they celebrate there, take a couple pictures and go. This year, they are building the stage on a water fountain. And if you're going to go to the stage, you have to take a 10-minute boat ride or some little boat ride from the edge to the freaking middle of the podium. Like, I'm already anxious thinking about it because, like, this guy got picked, but I got to wait five minutes for him to get on the fucking boat after hugging everyone. And then he's got to ride the boat all the way across. And then he's got to not fall into the fountain. Michael Scott, he can't Michael Scott this shit. I mean, let's say that happens. This is going to be crazy. The NFL, cool idea. Let's see how you execute it. Yeah, I mean... Dude, it's just at the Bellagio, so it's not going to be a 10-minute boat ride. But um, <laughs> it's, I'm overdramatic. <laughs> you are. I love it, though. Um, but overall, I do think it is a very cool idea. You were like, hey, somebody's getting a raise for this idea. That's what you said. And then we started thinking about it a little bit more. Like you just said, don't pull Michael Scott. What if they fall in there? Um, maybe that person then maybe doesn't get uh, that <laughs> raise if somebody ends up falling in. But uh, I think it's a, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, I think that the NFL always tries to do that type of stuff, like not with the draft specifically, but like really trying to reinvent themselves to make things more exciting, more for the fan base and stuff. I think a lot of people will like that in the first round. Um, I'm sure by pick 25 to 30, everybody's like, all right, enough. Like we don't need to see the boat anymore. I'm sure ESPN will just kill that. I'm sure that they'll talk about it way too much. Like they do a whole bunch of other stuff, but uh <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's at the Bellagio. I think that's awesome, and I think it's going to be a good time down there in Vegas. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and get into Mobile. Last episode, we talked about practice one, kind of what our thoughts were, who we were, you know, glad to see start succeeding, and then there was other times we were just kind of like, oof, not a good starting day for you. Day two, people kind of get lined more in. They're kind of more accustomed to everything. And some guys were making plays. So, Treese, day two for you. Let's hear your I'm impressed with and wish you would have done better list. Um, we'll start off with just who could do better. Again, it's we talked about the quarterbacks a lot last time. Uh, again, Jalen Hurts probably could have done a lot better this week. Uh, you you kind of wish that he did, but it kind of exposed what who he actually is. And so – I mean, maybe that is good for him because now he can go into the combine. Maybe he just moves positions during the combine and just tries something new completely. Maybe that this was kind of his combine of quarterback. Combine is actually whatever position the NFL really wants him to play. So um, he, he struggled a bit. Uh, overall, I just think that there wasn't a ton of standout defensive linemen after Kinlaw and the Davidson dude both of them didn't practice later in the week so those two are the guys that really stood out to me um and then what's the Oklahoma kid's name uh Gallimore he he had a good week I I, I was really impressed with what the pressure that he was getting up front uh Justin Herbert I feel like he's improved every single day this week so you, you like to see that from Herbert uh so we'll see what he does just throughout the rest of the process uh, I mean, film shows a lot. I mean, obviously with me being Pac-12 guy, like I, I watched him probably more than any other quarterback just because uh, late-night games, they were on more than any other team. So um, still you have the worry of like short passes. Is that kind of like what he was good at? I could see the very similar thing in the Dwayne Haskins thing, but I was also a believer in Dwayne Haskins, so uh, I can't say I'm not a believer in Herbert at this point. 
Um, there's a few other guys as well. Uh, Kyle Duggar had probably the play of the week for me. He ended up picking off Justin Herbert on day two, and just the the stop and cut to jump the route was really really nice. The place really exploded on the field you were down on the field in that area and you said that it was super loud so Mm -hmm. uh, that was super cool to see a a small school guy doing that yeah so day two was pretty exciting um day three i'm just going to go ahead and say it we didn't really get we didn't watch practice much of at all the there was bad weather here so they moved it to the south alabama facility only a certain amount of media members were allowed in on one side of the end zone tough to see so we just kind of opted to stay at home that day um, and just kind of hear from others and what other people's thoughts were on the practice. So we'll strictly just stick to day two. Um, and a guy that just continued to shine for me was A.J. Green. I thought the ODB from Oklahoma State just continued to show how physical he is, how much of an attitude he has, and that size and that speed that he has. Perfect combinations for defensive back. He's a guy that I would love to see on my team. And whatever team he ends up on is getting a dog because this dude is ready to fight. Um, Another guy that I thought kept improving throughout the week or throughout the practices uh, was Colin Johnson from Texas. Both Texas receivers um, started to do well. The couple drops there, you don't really like to see that, especially in this game and kind of in one-on-one rounds, you don't want to see those drops. But you could tell that they were improving throughout the practice, which was good for them. Back to the North team, though, I am impressed with Logan Wilson, the linebacker out of Wyoming. He's another one of those guys that just kind of pops off the field. Um, great for him. And then another guy, Treese and I, we we didn't really try to talk about him. It's just you would see – you couldn't help but talk about him. He would just make a player. He would flash. And I think a lot of it might have had to do with the color of his helmet and kind of his outfit being – a little bit brighter than others, but that's Jason Strobridge, um, the defensive end from North Carolina. He had a very good week. Exciting to see what he can do. And Chase Claypool is another guy that kind of helped himself a lot this uh, this week. I can't wait to see what he does Saturday. Maybe he moves up even more on a lot of people's boards. And then the guy that I'm just disappointed in, Shea Patterson. I mean, you come here as an opportunity to show what you can do. And we're hearing stories from day three that he – can't even throw a fade out in the back of the end zone like, bro that's not good you should have been you should be hitting that in middle school almost like at least getting it in the area you're here at the senior bowl and you're throwing it off a fucking wall 17 yards away from the field you never thrown a fade out i could do it with my left hand yeah <laughs> you could throw it with your left hand uh <laughs> I, I agree with you there. Another interesting one for me is I don't think he passed him on the draft board yet, but I felt like uh, Van Jefferson just had a fantastic week for wide receiver there. And then Michael Pittman didn't practice with day three, but day one and two, like he was solid, but he didn't stand out the way that Van Jefferson did. And that's kind of when I was coming here, I kind of thought that Michael Pittman was going to try to steal the show here. I was like, okay, you got some white, some quarterbacks that may just be lobbing it up there, like use his size and just like let him make plays. Uh, we didn't really see that a ton. I mean, I'm not saying that he dropped at any boards. Like he just didn't stand out the way I was expecting to, him to. So <clears throat> that was interesting. Hopefully it was a foot injury. Hopefully everything's fine. It sounds like it wasn't serious. He just kind of was just like, hey, a little banged up, obviously a long off season here, a lot of pro days, <clears throat> a lot of traveling, combine, no need to push it there. 
So there's that. Another cornerback, I know you brought up A.J. Green just a second ago, but I really liked Lamar Jackson from Nebraska. I really liked his size and his aggressiveness. We talked about it a little bit last episode, but when we were down on the field and watching him play, he was being super aggressive at the line and there's like man-to-man press coverage. And it was awesome to see that wide receivers weren't really getting past him. Um, actually, it was Pittman was the only guy that we saw like, oh, okay, he got beat by Pittman there. Yeah, uh, th- I'm glad you brought that up because I got a good buddy who's a huge Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. Um, so when I saw you make that tweet about him and you were kind of keeping an eye on the DBs, I was like, hey, I hope he sees this. And it looks like a lot of other Nebraska fans saw it as well because that tweet blew up, dude. Congrats there. You know, a little personal win for you. Um, speaking of little personal wins, memories of this week. What a time. What a day. What a week. What a, what a day. What a couple days. Late nights, big talks, uh, a lot of alcohol. You call it whiskey, vodka, beer. It's in my system right now. I honestly think I'm sweating it out. And I'm sitting on a bed. <laughs> like it's just, it's not good. It's not that I've drank, but it's been a lot of fun. So, Trish, I want to know what's been your favorite part of Mobile, and kind of what makes you excited to come back here in the future, and kind of where you're at today. Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest memory here is just how nice everybody was. Like everybody's like very welcoming, and just everybody's excited there's like this buzz in the air of like hey it's senior bowl week there's a whole bunch of new people around and i mean you make so many new friends like there are a lot of people that i've met this week that i was just like hey you're a cool dude i'm super excited that i've met you personally you know had a lot of good conversations with people um so that's very cool uh it's also fun to see like a lot of kids i mean around our age just like coming in and trying to like learn and trying to like make a name for themselves and just see their hunger there um i think that's awesome their drive is fantastic and so you know you you end up like inside just being like i hope something good happens for you because i can see how much you care about football and what you want your career to be yeah absolutely uh some just kind of some name dropping tyler Furness, great to meet you dude andrew harbaugh awesome to see you again tyler glad to see you're doing well clay keep tearing it up dude melina fantastic person she hung out with dudes all week never got annoyed by anyone at least she didn't show it which is very surprising i mean i think like props awesome she's a great girl a lot of networking she met bill belichick that's super cool uh we had a great week though man i gotta give a shout out to the boys at the bar um apparently they were praising talking football and i flipped them off and told them fuck you and then we just kind of went from there. And you know who you are. It's Dan and then Damon. And this is the the typical Damon phrase right here. Hey. Hey. What are you doing? Quit it. Hey. That's it. That's for you, man. Uh, I'm probably going to do that forever now just because I thought it was so fucking hilarious. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, Paul, the foot Paul. Uh, cranked a home run on the wiffle ball field with the back of draft picks. Uh, didn't see that coming. And then he can't throw a pitch. But damn, he can hit the ball. Let me give him props there for that. Um, but, man, this week it was exciting. It was a good time. It was awesome to go down on the field, too, and really see how big a lot of these players are. And then another thing, the Justin Treese was here live in Mobile. 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 It's been a great time, dude. Uh, I've really enjoyed every bit of it. I've appreciated you being here, taking the trip here, um, and I can't wait to fucking see you again, dude. This has been a lot of fun. This is awesome. Yeah, dude, it, 
it's been a blast, man. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys uh, just letting me tag along with you guys because, I mean, I'd be lost if I w- if I didn't have you guys like been like, hey, we're doing this because of this reason <laughs> and stuff. I, w- I would have been a lost puppy, absolutely. But uh, it's been a great time. And, I mean, like you said, you gave a lot of shout-outs to other people. Obviously, we didn't shout-out everybody right there. But, I mean, you all know who you are. We spent a lot of time with you guys at a lot of different bars, just walking down the street. Even at practice, we talked to a lot of people. So, um and we appreciate everybody's kind words, just how you guys said, hey, I actually listen to your guys' episodes a lot. Like, I like how you guys do this and this. And, like, we really much appreciate that. Uh, obviously, we're coming up on one year on the podcast. And so it's nice to hear that we do have people that listen to us and um, value what we say at times. Uh, hey, we're not always right, but that, that's the fun part about podcasting where you can just kind of, like, just get your thoughts out there and you can be like, hey, I'm, I'm right sometimes. Not sometimes. Hey, you win some, you lose some. But um, overall, yeah, dude, it's it's been a blast. I can't wait for next year. We're like 361 days away. We'll we'll start. We'll just start the countdown now, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, 361 days away, and Dan still sucks. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Dan still sucks. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Like Austin said, we'll get some really deep dives into the strengths and weaknesses of both of the Super Bowl teams. Obviously, Kansas City being one of those for Austin. I'm sure he'll be a, just a nervous wreck all week, so that's going to be super fun to fuck with him a little bit. But we'll see how it goes, and uh, I think that's about it for us. As always, thanks for tuning in, and today we've been Talking Football.